You didn't think we had acapella uh, mechanic shop, did you? I did not. And they did not. Okay. We still, they burp, did not. Burp, burp, burp. And welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a Dynamite episode 26 for you. Uh, Guys, here's what we need you to do. Get on iTunes. Subscribe to MAB Sports Podcast. Send us a Gmail, Podcast at gmail.com. Leave five stars. Leave a comment. Uh, I'm Brandana, and with me... As always, the commish of your life, most awesome. <laughs> How you doing, big dog? How's your I'm week doing been? Good, my friend. Oh, uh, it's it's busy as always. I know you're busy, and uh, I'm getting excited, Brandana. The 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 fantasy football drafts are happening. <sighs> the football, real football, is closer than it has been before. Uh, we are kind of knee deep in fantasy season, and snuck up on us like. You know what? You yeah. thought this podcast was good before, and I think like we put it on ourselves. We did troll through all those fucking summer months. This podcast yep. is about to heat up, heat up. That's the In furnace. Fuego. That's the furnace. That's the furnace. Uh, what, what do you think? I, I I do want to talk a little bit about the new. Maybe it's not new, but how we're going to tackle the NFL season on dropping the podcast with these guys. So yeah, I think, yeah, uh, yeah I, th- I think we're looking. I think we're looking a little bit. Uh, so there's two options. Most awesome, and I were talking about. You can email us if you think we're completely off base at mabsportspodcast at gmail dot com. That's sports plural. Uh, we want to give you the uh, the first place you go for the follow up on what just went down. So we're right. going. To, we're going to send ourselves to the. We're going to keep ourselves on a tight schedule. We're going to record Sunday afternoon after That's that. Right. After that second game. We're going to record, yep. like, just kind of do a recap, and then we're going to get it out still that Monday morning. So it's still going to be dropping Monday morning. That's right. So yeah. you're going to get all the hot, juicy details. You're going to miss that Sunday night game, but you know what? Fuck yeah. you if you care about I mean, the Sunday night game. Yeah. All right? For real. Come on. It's, <laughs> it's, one, just, game. it's, it's one game. It's one game. Get off our back. What do you want us to do? Uh, we got a full episode exactly. for you. This episode 26, we're not fucking around. NFL season is coming up, and we have done our reps, and we're feeling very strong we are going Lots to give you a pod yeah we we got them in and we're gonna hit you guys we're doing riff from the headlines we're doing the helmet rule we're all trying to fucking figure that shit out we're doing mab yep. fixes a new segment it's gonna be little sound effects mab fixes it's all about like there's something fucked up we're gonna tackle the nfl preseason which uh, that's right on point right now. This is the, this is when we need to be talking about it. It's exactly the game point is on releasing it. We're doing the Neapolitan showdown. We're doing TV families you wanted to be a part of, and then we'll do the gambling corner. We're doing NFC Central. That is segment eight. Central uh, going old school. Eight, you mean North? Yes. Oh, that's it. 
I did say fucking you said central. central. You're going the Norris division? Yeah. Now I'm wondering. NFC I'm going to cut this brother. out. Okay. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. NFC. Wait, so, yeah. Can we find it? Can we find the the uh, hard open or the, the soft open or whatever it is? I, yeah, this yeah. Early in, I, this early in the no, podcast. Yeah, this is probably going to be it. This is probably going to be it. We we uh, what our last two weeks we've done it sober on a fucking Thursday. Like afternoon, <laughs> like early evenings, because right. we had such busy weeks. But we actually on this one, we're this like, we're getting our drink on a Saturday night. We're finding it. Yes, right. we are this doing is- the the gambling corner segment eight of eight. We are doing the NFC North. I actually have NFC Central written down there. I'm an idiot. Uh, and then we finish as we always do with our MVP and our sixty second tale from the frat. Boom, dude! It seems. On paper, on paper, most awesome. It seems okay. light. This is a heavy episode. It's a monster. Oh. I know, like, okay, I guys, I gotta, I gotta give you a little peek in behind the curtains right here. Uh, most awesome has been waiting to talk about this. MAB fixes. It's his segment. It's a brilliant segment, and he was just like, <laughs> "Let me tackle that fucking preseason problem." And now it's like. It's more timely than ever. Dude, let's fucking get this to the jam, dude. Let's just fucking do let's, this. Exactly. Uh, for the people, can we get them to the jams, please? Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines there. If you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, ripped from the headlines. Helmet rule. Most awesome. Yes. Do you understand this? Doesn't improve the league. What's the consequences? Uh, yes, I understand it. Does it improve the league? Not this year. What are the consequences? I think we're going to see a little uptick, and I know we'll see an uptick in penalties. Uh, I think we'll see a little sure. slowing of gameplay. But I do think... I have thoughts on this. Oh, you like? So oh my! Oh, well, say it, say it. What's the rule? What's the rule? Break it down like you let's, understand. Yeah, let's let's get into the rule. So, for those of you that are are not paying attention, there the the NFL has instituted a new what they call the helmet rule. Basically, what it is, it's it's under the guise of player safety. Uh, there's three constructs to this rule, and it applies to both offensive players and defensive players. One is a player lowers his helmet. Uh, to establish a linear body body posture prior to initiating and making contact with his helmet. Two, unobstructed path to the opponent. And three, contact clear, clearly avoidable and player delivering the blow had other options. So that's the definition of the rule. Mm. In, in a tight format, what does that mean? They're trying to cut out guys lowering the helmet the right. crown of the helmet and th- driving it into uh, a defender or even like an offensive lineman or running backs lowering their head through the hole and getting dinged up and uh, scrambling their brains. And you and I were talking about this last uh, during our pre-bro, but we were talking about like times we saw that last year. And I think there were some specific times that came up where it was egregious. It was just like, yes. Uh, let's talk about a little bit like the Green Bay Packers game, right? Like, uh, yeah, you got Danny, yeah, Danny Trevathan from the Bears, who absolutely annihilated uh, Devontae Adams, yeah, and it was a clear cut, like just lowering the head, 
dropping his helmet and with the basically using the helmet as a weapon, not as uh, something of, for, for protection. Yeah. And it was immediate. It was immediate. And literally, as Devontae was hitting the ground from the Green Bay Packers, you could literally, if you watch the tape, like Jordy Nelson and everyone was like literally signaling uh, the, the, the trainers out guy, on the yeah. field. Like immediately. Yeah, exactly. So it was uh, – Stuff like that, and then, and then we saw the other one. What uh, it was? Well, it didn't like Joe Flacco got like lit up, right? Yeah, Kiko Alonso. He was sliding, and again, Kiko Alonso, the linebacker for the Miami Dolphins, just torpedoed him, took him out. Was really was out of it. He had like I, it was. I don't know if it was he got cut behind the ear, but he also was like yeah. bleeding, like had blood, and that was uh, I think that was actually a Thursday night game too. Yeah, it was the Thursday night game. So uh, he, here's the question here, like. I get it, but here's what's upsetting me. Like, in the preseason games, and not just because I'm a Vikings fan, or maybe, but there was this sure. unabated, like, kind of quarterback, and I it, I didn't feel like he drove through, like, the quarterback, but it, it looked like a little bit of – and he got flagged for it, but it looked like a sack. It just looked like the missed block sack play. Yeah. And, and and so here's what we're going to have. In in the preseason, and, and – in sports, especially like when they institute these rules, it's almost like one of those things where they they oh, trend on the heavier side. They're in testing pre-season. it out a little bit. Yeah, so they're going to err on the side of if I think it's if I think it's that I'm going to throw the flag, and that was one of the ones where you go yes, you look at it um, on the review. It's a clean hit. He hits him with the shoulder. He doesn't hit with the helmet. Um, it would give no indication, and I think that's one of those things where people look at it and go it's ruining the game of football they're going to use that example as see this is what it's doing this is a perfectly clean hit it's a you know aggressive physical hit and they're flagging them for the helmet rule it's tearing at the fabric of the game that i know here's what here's what we got through 33 games this is as of the end of week two we've we have had 55 of these called penalties right of those 55, 11, including your your Antoine Williams, uh, the Vikes linebacker there. Let's go Vikes. Those have been let's go Vikes. Those those have been erroneous. So really, what you're looking at is is on the scale of Antoine Williams or Danny Trevathan, right? They're trying to get it somewhere in the middle, and I think they're trying to also correct the players because it is. I think it's a fundamental change in the game. And I think they know this. So, unfortunately, the guys playing today are going to feel the brunt of the impact. Anytime that you made a, a big change like that, they're going to feel that brunt of the impact. But they want that – the NFL and everyone else wants it to trickle down to college, to high school, to the, the Pop Warner Leagues because they want to change the way that players are, are trying to hit. No more is it compacting my arms in and dropping my head and becoming a missile – trying to tackle somebody i gotta see what i hit and i don't know where i don't know where that's changed because when i played football now that granted this is 21 years ago when i played football in high school we were taught like see what you hit like because yeah. i was always afraid if i dropped my head it was beat into me that i was going to break my neck like that was the biggest thing i was going to be like okay. mike utley or if you remember from like the 90s dennis bird who was a defensive end on the New York New York Jets. Jets, yeah. Yeah, was paralyzed because he went, right. you know, crown of his head into his, his teammate's chest. Yeah. Paralyzed. So that was, like, burned into my mind. So I was like, you got to see what you hit. You hit with your head up. 
And that's well, that. it did, didn't like Richard Sherman barked back a little bit about this, right? Like he's he just did. like like it's just like it's happening in real time. Like you can't tell. Like there's no way. Like don't you lower your head right before you tackle? Is that not right? I think I think you can. I think if you're yes, I think if you were bracing for the impact and you're just hurling your body at somebody, yeah, yes, you're gonna tend to drop your head a little bit. But that's not a form tackle. There's plenty of instances and plenty of times where you form tackle yeah, yeah. and you can still yeah. do that. I found it interesting that Richard Sherman brought that up because I think he has a little bit more vested interest in this because of, of those 55 uh, penalty flags, I think I read somewhere, I have to look back at my notes, it was like 80% of those were called against defensive backs. So this really is the defensive backs when you've got you know, that deep sideline out pass thrown to it, and you got the cornerback trailing, yeah. and then yeah, the yeah. safety yeah, comes it's, in. It's that, it's that over-the-middle pass where it's just like, don't get your wide receiver killed, and it's like, yeah, it's the easiest fucking tackle in the world for just, like, the cornerback or the safety to leave their feet and just, like, torpedo in. And that's what we're trying to end. But right, it, it exactly. Just, it, it just doesn't seem right. Like, I don't it, – it seems like it's bleeding a little bit into – like they're rough in the past. So like, here's what I want. Like, I, I think it takes away from the game and maybe we don't have time for it. Most awesome. You can say it, but it's just like, sure. Is, are we protecting the quarterback so much that we make mediocre quarterbacks good? Because like a defensive lineman literally doesn't know what he can do to a quarterback. Yeah, I think, um, well, uh, truthfully, I think, and I, uh, when I looked at, so I went on the NFL's website and they actually have like a link and pages to it. And they actually have like technique videos surrounding this rule. <laughs> we we like uh, we tackling some like just crash dummies or something. Just like watch. This yeah, down. exactly. Like, look, how's your form, bro? Look, how's your form? Commission, commission, and commission two point oh. They fo- they felt You're the force around of me the today. <laughs> exactly. I was like, don't lower your head. Um, but no. But seriously, no. I did watch it. None of it was surrounding quarterback play. All of it was surrounding linemen, linebackers defensive backs and ball carriers um i i don't think this is against quarterbacks right i don't think this is going to really help quarterbacks i really think that really i mean here's the thing where i think people draw the ire of this rule is this is my thought on it is is in in a vacuum, this rule I think is a good thing. I think it's it a, a good I think thing. it's yeah. the the right yeah. direction yeah. and where they yeah. need to go, and I think their hearts are in the right place. But then you have this rule that's starkly opposed to some other philosophies that you have: Thursday night games, four to five weeks of preseason game football, where we have tons of in- injuries happening for for no good goddamn reason. We'll fix that. We'll um, fix that, bro. We'll fix that. Yeah, we'll fix that. So it's like one of those things where they're trying to do the right thing, but yet people find it to be hollow because at the root, they're not correcting some bigger things that really impact players. And they're trying to look at one small little iota and change it versus I I think there's several overarching things that you need to do for player safety. So I think people find it to be a little ringing hollow. Even I, though I, I think it's their hearts in the right direction. Yeah, and it is. And I think, like, most of the time last year, here's what I want to see. And this is, like, it's all personal, like, obviously, like, player safety, like, and whatever. I'm not going to act right. like 
I, I'm not trying to like stump for any of that stuff. I don't think any of the players are like, I think what's really happening is like, we know an egregious hit when we see it. We're just like, right. that's fucked up. But if right. there's some way for the instant replay to, it's hard for the instant replay to like mark like motivation. Like if it's just like we see when a guy's a torpedo, you can't you can't torpedo. It just to me it doesn't seem like a bigger deal. I I just don't like the flags being thrown when they feel like they have to throw. Like I I feel like you should be able to judge like if you're second the quarterback like that's QB sack and it's like he wasn't doing like he wasn't torpedoing anything. Like maybe dip his head a little bit to like grab him down. But it's just like I I don't want to see the flags like dictate outcomes of games. Right. Yeah. Um. And unfortunately, I don't think you're ever going to see, like, a flag uh, not dictate the game or, or have impact on the game. There's always going to be I, – I, I, you're still going to have way more defensive pass interference or defensive holding penalty calls. I don't – I actually – I don't I, I don't mind. I don't mind defensive pass interference. I really don't. I, I like, I feel like I, I don't see any defensive pass interference calls where I'm just like, no. Like I, and it should be spot of the foul because, like, most of the time, you have to lean on like the the outcome for it, and the outcome is just like if you can defensive pass interference and it's only ten yards, and every time a guy beats you, you're just gonna trip him up. So that has to exist. Yeah, I, and I think like uh, I think those will have still the larger impacts on the game than these fouls. I, I just okay. think that they're well. They're going to. Yeah, there's, there's only actually, been, there's only been one ejection. So if you pace it out. Well, I'd rather take the I'd rather take the ejection. What I'm worried about is like like a third and seventeen and like a fucking like dump route like pattern that doesn't fucking matter and just like you're getting flagged for just like hitting the quarterback a little too late or just like you know like quote unquote leading with the helmet on your tackle. Yeah, but I mean you see that all the time. You see like defensive pass interference or defensive holding which is on automatic first down i saw it in the lions preseason game where it was like third and seven it's a bullshit play and they held them they held the the running back or they held the tight end getting out of it automatic first down all right well it's the same thing you know what i mean like i think people are just fearful because it is a new rule and I was reading one article where it said that they basically like made it akin to like 94 95 when all of like the the basically like physical grabbing of wide receivers and all of, like all the stuff that Jerry Rice had to deal with, yeah. um, they eliminated that from the defensive backs, and so the defensive backs like screamed and yelled and are like, "What are we gonna do? We're never gonna be able to stop these guys, and they're gonna score seven hundred points a game, and it'll just be like a track meet." Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, I can't I can't handle it. Um, like thirty flags a game would I I don't know if there's anything that ruins the league, but that's gonna be fucking damn close. Uh, here's a big question to you, and we're up against it. We got six seconds left. Sure, sure. Do you think that quarterback situation with this, like, does this help the quarterback? Do mediocre quarterbacks get good? Do like good quarterbacks get great? And are we over that era of having shitty quarterbacks due to this rule specifically? I know I don't see it affecting the the quarterback at all. I think, um, no. I if anything, I think. I think really what we'll see is, is a few more. I, I think the, the the worst place that you see it is is a untimely ejection of a defensive player, like a defensive back or a shutdown corner. I don't. I just don't see it affecting the offensive player, uh, and especially the quarterback because they're they're very rarely involved in those hits. 
Yeah, but we're talking about specific, like the Jags Vikings one. Like that's a specific hit. Like, and it gets like more. Like, do the quarterbacks get more leniency now that no one feels like you can actually like sack a quarterback? And if he has more time, can he like find his receiver that he needs? Well, yeah, but he's, I don't think he's going to get more time out of it. I I think that yeah, the penalty was there. He got sacked. And that was, again, that's, we're looking at one instance. That's probably of the 55 that were called there. Most of them were not of that. That was the one of the 11 that were bad. So you're going to have bad plays. You're going to have bad calls regardless. I, I don't see that impacting the quarterback play. I don't, I don't see the corollary between, between that. All right. Well, I'm just saying that there's like unabated, like sacks the quarterback and those start getting flagged. Like that's going to be a big fucking problem. Right. A big fucking problem. Yeah, I would I would agree with you. Yes, but we've only had the the one instance. So let's go. You have bikes. one out of one out of let's, let's go, go bikes. Bikes. one let's out of fifty five or one out of fifty one. Excuse me. So for every fifty plays, if you have that, uh, so so here's the thing: out of five thousand snaps, it's happened one point oh three percent of five thousand snaps, and 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 thirty three games. Yeah, I do math now. Math. I'm doing math. I'm just I'm just putting context around it. Well, I, because everyone sees that sees sees the Antoine Williams in your Vikings. Okay, well, go, okay, that's that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. We we don't have time. We're up against it, and I want to talk to you about two more sports real fast. But I will talk about this. Like, do you see like it being like if it's already like preconceived that it's a problem like? are they going to have more time in the pocket to throw the ball? And does that make quarterbacks better? Not doesn't make them better. They are what they are, but it's like, if you have more time, if people like don't know how to sack a quarterback, like is the league going to change? I, uh, I don't know. I don't see, I don't, I don't see him not knowing. I don't see him right, you hate, the, you, hate, you not, hate, you hate the Vikings. I get it. I guess. Exactly. I, get I hate the Vikings. We are heading into the end NFC central. So I hate them. All right, NFC Central. Relax. I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. I hope that I hope that I hope that I cut that out in the edit so you sound like an idiot. Sound like an idiot. <laughs> All right. Like, oh, he got something wrong. Drink. All right, uh, real fast. Uh, is there any other rule change in sports that you want to mention? Well, I do. I do not. They're they're kicking around the in the NBA the 14 second shot clock rule after an offensive rebound. I, that's one of those things where it's like. I, I don't see the need. I don't see why. I don't see the necessity for it. It's like I understand if like rules are there in place to guide and make a direction of of play that's supposed to be better. And it sounds like they're seriously considering it. Other than just like increasing the pace of the NBA game, I don't really see what the point of of if I get an offensive rebound now I only have 14 seconds as opposed to 24 seconds. Well, it's just forcing it just something like doesn't mean need to be forced. Like just relax. Like we have, right. we're good. We're on this world. Uh, give me a little real fast. Uh, I kind of I brought this up to you earlier. I'm just a little curious. All right, defensive three seconds in the lane. Why are you not allowed to run a zone in the NBA? I don't get it. I don't understand. Yeah, I think it's an it's a born out of the older. You know, you've got Wilt Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and they don't want guys camping in because the outside shot was not as prevalent as it was once or as it is now no, yeah and, and so and so yeah you just you don't you, they didn't want guys just camping at patrick ewing they didn't want guys camping out in the lane and just being a rim protector um 
now you can play some zone tendencies in the NBA, but it's for very like short periods of times. And now, now even offensively, like they, they play like four in or four out and one in and, and even then they can't camp out in the, in the lane too much. And oftentimes you find now that they're going just kind of five out. Everyone just hovering and, and high pick and roll and driving and kicking and trying to get three point shots. So, um, I think it's there. I don't think it's. I don't think it's going to go away because I just don't. Ult- ultimately, think they don't want some physical dominant freak to get in the lane and just disrupt any rim scoring at all. They want dunks. They want layups, and uh, they don't want somebody just d- defending it and, and steering people away from that. All right. So you ran basically our intramural team in Los Angeles. Right. Um, how do you attack the zone? Because we how ran a zone. The, how do, yeah, you do. How do you attack a zone? How do we attack it? Yeah. How do you attack it? You get the ball into the middle of the paint, and you look to – you get it at the top of the key. That's the, the, that little triangle area. So you have to have somebody that can pass the ball well. You get the ball into the, that top of the key, and you basically look to kick to the other side. So you're really trying to get the zone just moving back and forth. So you don't really want to dribble too, too much um, like in man-to-man and have high pick and roll. You want to get the ball into the middle, turn and kick to the other side. You want to keep that ball moving around the perimeter and finding finding ways because basically they're trying to play catch up and move with you and, and shift according to that. So the faster you move the ball, the more opportunity you have. And then once you find a lane or an alley, that's when you can drive and attack. Okay, we, a- we absolutely don't have time for this, but I'm still obsessed. So like okay. when we came down like – I remember you always telling us just like move the ball, like move the ball around the top, move the ball around the top. Yeah. Did we ever do that? And why did we not? <laughs> like why? Because we was cause everyone we're... like was everyone playing hero ball? And <laughs> like I don't understand. Like we could never. No, I because I think no, we did a little bit, but what we would what we wouldn't get was like get it around one the horn once. We get it maybe around again, but that would be it. Like like six <laughs> yeah. passes. Yeah. Like we were not Hoosiers. Like Brandana's six hungry. passes Brandana's was too hungry. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. We're taking this on. This is even though we didn't have a shot clock or anything like that. I was like, no, <laughs> fuck this. I gotta, I gotta go, man. I gotta get my numbers. Uh, all right, let's go get that new fucking segment. MAV fixes. You didn't think we had acapella. Uh, mechanic shop did you i did not and they did not okay. we still they did not it may be fixes and we're <laughs> tackling this week new segment where we look at something in sports we're just like that's fucked up and i have the greatest yeah. mind in sports my pod partner most awesome and he's got a hot take and we're gonna figure out what we can fix and this week episode one of it maybe fixes we're doing NFL preseason. <laughs> it's fucked up, brother. How can we fix? Everyone hates. Everyone hates it. The player hates it. The fans hate yeah. it. Like the owners hate it. Like what? This is still a problem. It's still going on. What? Oh, I don't know How if the owners it? hate it. I don't know if the owners hate it. <laughs> uh, well, the but, owners. The owners would have to hate a little bit if they're like, if you know, if their blue chips getting injured, they'd hate a little bit. Yeah, but then they're probably praising uh, right. Sean McVay over in the the Rams and and keeping Gurley out of the preseason. So what we're talking about is we want to fix the the NFL preseason. Um, just too much has gone wrong. Too many players getting injured. 
Um, Todd Gurley, the running back, who we we're talking about the Rams there, he is si- sitting out the entire preseason, and he said, "This is, is everyone's dr- this is everyone's dream, isn't it?" That's his quote. It's everyone's dream to sit out the preseason. So why do we have the preseason, Brandana? It's got too many too many injuries, too many games. What's the point? So is it is it, is it a, is it a money grab? Let's let's uh, let's pontificate about why it exists. Yeah, what is it? Exist? I think it is. I think it's a yes. I think there's some some dollars and cents to be had. Um, the NFL owners basically are ma- maximizing on. Basically, you now have instead of uh, eight home games, now you have ten home games. So you have two more home games. Yeah. Yeah, they don't charge as much for the preseason tickets, but you've got revenue from parking and well here's my thing brother like no no one goes to the fucking pro bowl because they're just like they're already like their belly on football is filled like if it was pro bowl now like it's just like people are so fucking hungry for football they'll take whatever the fuck they can get and we're on text threads on the league that won't be named and other leagues but it's just like everyone is so excited about football that's like people get obsessed and read so much in preseason football it doesn't mean jack shit. It's just like, oh, this is the first exposure I can get. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And so so owners, I mean, here's the thing. If people didn't pay to go and watch these games, we wouldn't have preseason games because no one would give a fuck about them. But people play for them. Like you said, they're, they're hungry for this. Um, so we have preseason games. Is so. that is, is actually true? You believe that? Like if no one bought tickets, there would be no preseason games. Yeah, because they're not going to – if there's no one to drive the revenue and cover operating costs of the stadium, they're not going to roll out all those concession peoples, all the food, all the things like that. It just wouldn't make good business sense. So they would say, why, why would we do this? Or they'd go and find a place where there would be a demand for it. You know what I mean? It's It's basic, you know – economic principle it's like supply and demand if there is no demand i'm going to cut out the supply you know what i mean but now they can sell the season tickets in their season ticket holder group so you can maybe say they can force a little bit of that demand but oftentimes those guys i think are reselling it or like i said it's a sunk cost so if you get eight people that show up it's not it's still not going to be enough to drive that revenue with concessions and parking Great. How do we fix it? Okay. So here's what we got. What we're trying to do is, and, and, and even as we're recording right now, there's already been a starter for the Jacksonville Jaguars, Marquise Lee, who went down with a knee injury. So this is the third week of the preseason. You've had multiple injuries. Most teams are now on pace to play 21, 20 preseason or 20 total games in the NFL. Here's our fix. We're going to drastically change the way that we do this. So no longer are we going to have four weeks of or five weeks of preseason. Boom. We're gonna we're gonna cut we're gonna cut them off, right? Boom. So so we're gonna operate these these times and dates right here, basically kind of using this year's uh, preseason dates, just so it kind of makes sense for everyone. Um, so we're still gonna the the preseason the the teams are still gonna report in and around the same time. Most teams reported around J- July twentieth or twenty third. So that gives your head coaching staff and everyone involved about six weeks of evaluation uh, till September first, which is the fifty three man cut down uh, limit. So here's what we're done. We talked about you talked about hunger in your belly, Brandana. Boom. For NFL football. I'm right? hungry. I'm hungry, so what brother. If, what happens if 
your team, they show up yeah. July 23rd. They start practicing, but you don't get any updates on it. You don't, it's radio silence. I don't like that. I don't like are, that are at we, all. Are we, creating a, are we creating a fervor right here? Mm. I think we are. I'm hungry. Because here's what we're going to do. Normally, the teams will roll out media, and everyone shows up, and everyone can see what's going on, and you're, you can have your fans and everything like that. Well, we're still going to have fans come up and get autographs, but we're not, we're not showing what's going on at team practice. Mm-hmm. So those rookies, those seven new head coaches, what we're doing, nothing. Radio fucking silence. Silence. Boom. Silence. Bullet point Un- one, radio silence. Right. No – they can do a little. The head coaches can probably go out there and field a few questions, but that's about it. The players aren't doing shit. It is we're trying to what we're trying to do. We're trying to build suspense, all the way. <coughs> excuse me, all the way up to uh, August sixteenth, which would have been week two of the preseason. That's where we're going to come out, and they're going to have what we call our fall ball bash, baby. Boom! Fall ball bash. That's right. Much like the spring game in college football, which gets a ton of intrigue and a ton of interest for our <clears throat> shit. I'm getting so I'm getting so hyped. I can't even Dude, talk. You can't handle it. Yeah, you're so fired up. Like you're pitching something. Like I'm, I'm sure it's what like Steve Jobs felt like when he was just like, oh, this is like an iPod, and he was pitching an iPod, and he like couldn't catch his breath because he knew it was going to be revolutionary. Yeah. Exactly. And for those that are, can't see it, I did put on a, a black turtleneck and mom jeans for this presentation right looks here. looks so good. It looks so good. It looks so good. So here's what the fall ball bash is. It's very much like the spring game in the collegiate world. And I'm not trying to compare anything to the college game, but not you know that. what? Of all things, they, 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 they do it right. So here's what we're going to do. One, each team gets a 90-minute televised event locally aired in their market NFL Network can do a rolling thing camp to camp. And if you have direct TV, guess what? You can get them all. Okay. We're going to do 45 to 60 minutes to, uh, scrimmage at your discretion, coaches. You figure out how you want to do it. You want to go ones versus ones, ones versus twos, twos versus twos. You figure out however which way God, good, goddamn well you want to do it. I don't care. But then we're going to have a little fan engagement mm. for about 30 to 45 minutes of that. We're gonna run some some drills, some some interesting. Get a little insight deep into camp. Maybe like end it. it with some some fun little contests. You know, it's always fun when you've got you know defensive linemen trying to kick field goals or oh. quarterbacks. You know, throwing, doing little smile little on my face just thinking about it. <laughs> exactly. So that's what it is. Now now we've stoked the flame, right? We've unleashed. We've unleashed it. Everyone's getting that that. Uh, that little appetizer of NFL football. I'm getting to see my mm. team. Mm. Okay, now we now we roll it back into to here. So if 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 the podcasters or the pod listeners or the nomabbers are out there listening to it, after this week is week one of what your preseason now the new preseason would look like, and this is week one of the preseason where traditionally in week three you play your starters for a quarter or two maybe into the third quarter, depending on how you're feeling it. This would be kind of a normal preseason game uh, with the second half that you're resting your starters and you're playing your backups. Basically just try, guys trying to make the squad, okay? Mm-hmm. So that, that pretty much stays the same. Then August 30th to September 2nd, um, we haven't talked about the Hall of Fame game, right, Brandana? We have not made brother. mention of it at all. 
Yeah. We have not. We have not. Because I'm not going Hall of Fame game. Ooh. I don't want a whole game. Ooh. I want a whole week. Ooh. I want a whole Hall of Fame week. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're going to do. We have a Hall of Fame week, right? Because where do you Hall of Fame careers begin? Not a preseason. Nope. On the way to the start of the season, right, yes. Brandana? That is yes, true. Yes, exactly. So here's here's where – okay, so – Obviously, you're not going to have any of your starters play these games. This is a this is these guys trying to make the team, mm-hmm. right? And and you're we're getting a lot of uh, intrigue on this. Here's why I also like it. I like a little a little li, li, like a little fan interaction. Ooh. We all have our camp favorites now that we've seen the fall ball bash. We've seen week two or week one of the preseason game. Here's where the fans get a little interaction, and they can actually vote on who they think makes the roster, who they think should get cut. All the proceeds, you know, we get, we, we get T-Mobile, we get AT&T, a big, big cellular sponsor, Brandon. Yeah, We absolutely. get them coming in hot. All those proceeds from all those texts, all those tweets, all those ads that get generated, go. all those proceeds go to the NFL Player Care Foundation, which is set up and designed to take care of players after they retire. So we're giving back in our preseason, too. Damn. This is this is sad. So what I'm hearing is a little about a a little bit more about any injuries. Like it's less about. Obviously, we're gonna go up against uh, the owners a little bit on this. But sure. It's, it's less about like exploiting people to injuries. It's more about like making it kind of an interactive experience to kick off the start of the season. And right. we don't need no one. There's no one besides owners maybe that are just like give me four preseason games. There's nothing you can't figure out in a preseason game that you can't figure out like in like a healthy scrimmage against yourself. Right. And we if we've we've learned anything from Matt Nagy and the Chicago Bears, I mean they played the Hall of Fame game this year. They decided to the rest of their starters in week three, which yep. like I said is traditionally like a, a first half that they play them. So my feeling is and you have Todd Gurley getting rested for the whole year, my feeling is is these guys are looking at it going We've got enough tape. We see what we see. There might be a few positions that we need to evaluate, but you know what? That's where we've got that that final week, that final preseason week where we're going to we, – they, they probably know 40 players on that roster. They're making decisions yeah. on 13 of those players. Yeah, I love the interaction. So real fast, give me the bullet points, brother. One, two, three, four, okay. five. Let me hear them. So here we go. We're cutting it down. So no longer MAB fixes. Four. Let's go. MAB fixes. No more, no more four – Four games, we're cutting it down to technically two games, yep. and and the fall ball bash. So fall ball bash kicks it off. We've got week one of the preseason, which is formally your week three, and then we've got the Hall of Fame week where we have fan interaction, texting, tweeting, adding, who's on your team, who's going to be the guy heading and leading that Hall of Fame career. All proceeds go to the NFL Player Care Foundation. Boom. So MAB fixes it, has just fucking fixed it. You're a fucking monster. All right. Um, well, we didn't come here for the fucking food. <laughs> no, I'm always saying that right now. <laughs> Pull out your fucking six shooters. It's, uh, oh, our guest last week liked you. Whatever. We can't afford. We can't avoid it. New Balls and Showdown. Let's go. Wow, 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 wow. So let's leave it alone. Cause we can't see eye to eye There ain't no good guy There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree 
Alright, Neapolitan Showdown, and we had Chad Ostrom in the studio last week, and he scored it, uh, I guess the best way to say is incorrectly. Like, he gave, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he gave most awesome the W after me not getting my four-peat. So you're looking at two-to-two, two, like two-to-two, two. Uh, you're, you're at a two-peat. You're at a two-peat. Now looking, two peat, yeah. now looking for your first three-peat, and I do score. Is it my first three-peat? Okay. Is it? Right. Is it? I, I think it is. I don't remember. I, think <laughs> I, wish well. we could, I wish we had a fan that could like tally this <laughs> yeah. up and keep track of this for us. I, I can't wait till we get big enough so like, someone sends us all those analytics about like how many we had. I don't think you've had a three-peat. It would make sense in my brain that you'd have the first three-peat, but any whoosies, we're talking about our – TV families, who we want to be a part of, like who is just missing a little piece when we show up on the couch and they're just like, oh, thank God Most Awesome is there. Thank God Brandana. I will let you, as the victor, take the ball out. Who do you have? Oh, so I love this. And and it's not just because I created, I came up with this idea. (laughs) But it is is a fun little uh, insight into it because it's like, TV families, we all have them growing up. And I thought about this, like, for me, like, my TV families were, like, super impactful when I was young, like, you know, under 18. And then now as I've gotten older, you know what I mean? Like, that college years and, like, the single years, TV families didn't bother or, like, didn't impact me. Well, what's what's funny is what I think we'll get into is just, like, the TV family, like, opposed to, like, oh, you're part of this big family. And then there's the other family where you can just get away with it all. And we'll th- I'm sure right. we'll dive into that. But take oh, okay. the ball. Let's okay. talk about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so other family that you can get away with it all. I'm going with the Fresh Prince of Be- Bel-Air. I'm uh, talking about the Bankses, number three. All right, Bill all right. Vin, you want to be, like, uh, you want to be the, the fresh jester of Bel-Air? You just want to be, like... <laughs> Like, are, are you coming up from, like, West Philly, born and raised on the playground where you spend all your days? Like, what what's how do you fit in this family, Most Awesome? Yes. Um, oh, you want how I really fit into this family? How do you fit in yes. this family? Yeah. I, like, yeah, who, who are I you? Really, I, I think I'm, I'm going to be asking that the, this entire series. Like, how, okay, like where okay, do you good. fit in? I like this. Where do I fit in? I'm probably, like, uh, one of the kids from uh, the prep academy that – uh, Will and Carlton go to where Will takes the jacket and flips it inside out because it's got the yeah. weird paisley lapel in there. Yeah. So I'm one of those kids that then I, I've inserted myself. So I'm not really like a family member, but I've like inserted myself into the group. And then I'm that regular uh, side, like a sitcom buddy that shows up for like 57 episodes. That's- you know what I mean? Growing pants. Growing pants. Pants. Growing pants. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Alan Thicke, growing pants. Yes. That's boners to bone. Bon- boners to bone. So are you like, are you the funny like sidekick that's just like, like kind of an idiot? I can't, like here's I can't, the thing. I like, can't be okay, funny. So I can't be funny. Let's, let's say, funny. let's say you're, you're funny. on, you're on this tip of coming with like Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You're not his, you're not one of his like old friends from the basketball courts in Philadelphia. Like you are like your Bel-Air. You're Bel Air money, no. and you're just yeah, like I a psychic. Be I gotta be Bel Air because that's what DJ Jazzy Jeff. DJ, Jazzy Jeff brings it back from Philly, yeah. so I can't be yet another guy that comes. Oh, back yeah, it's from redundant. Philly. Okay, yeah, yeah. I got I gotta be, you know, the other guy from the school, but understands our world and Will's world, and is mm. this kind of mm. like mm. I'm this I'm this 
this this traveler alongside of Will who understands that I'm there for I got a little I got some one-offs like I, I got some some jabs that I could throw in there but I also learn a lot from Will too I also learn everything that you know what it means to not have money and what what Philadelphia really is like and now what, how far away is from Bel Air yeah and it is and can we talk a little bit about uh so he called a he called for a cab from West Philadelphia to Bel Air like how much is that cab ride <laughs> Well, first off, Uncle Phil has is, is got Buku dollars. Sure. Oh, so he shows up and so, he's just like, "Hey, you got to cover this tab. You got to, you got to pay this." Oh, and that, that, like, that might explain like the just kind of animosity between like Will and Uncle Phil. Like when he first gets there, it's just like you made me pick up like a three thousand dollar like cab fare. Right. And can we also go back into that Will Smith's? character's name in the fresh prince of bell air is will smith can we can we touch base on this a little bit well have you heard the rumors about it what tell me about the rumors about it like will smith was such a bad actor that like you had to use his real name or you couldn't get his attention oh really yeah. is that what it is <laughs> that's the i, I mean that's hear... rumor mill rumor mill we're not saying this it may be sports podcast is not taking this take this is just something I heard allegedly that's why allegedly the that. that it was a terrible act. Well, I did hear the the other good thing is is about or not good thing, but the, I, they do the classic like Aunt Viv switcheroo of character. Yeah, like in the middle of the season, like all of a sudden Aunt Viv goes from one person to another person. Uh, I don't remember the actress's name, but she cited that Will Smith was a diva. I do remember hearing some of that, and everyone's was kind of like, "Nah, you were." pretty hard to get along with phil avery uh or not phil avery what was it? i think his i think his name was phil too actually uncle phil yeah um had basically said that we have to remember that it's not uh aunt viv and phil of bel-air it's the fresh prince because she was getting upset about all the spotlight that uh that young will was getting i did read that a lot like it was just like she thought it was like kind of like the Aunt Viv of Bel Air, and it's just like, no, yeah, no, 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 no. yeah, <laughs> Jeanette Huber or whatever her name is, she's out there. So, so yeah, so that's my that's my number three. Okay, so you're uh, you're on the outskirts. You're you're a boy in the prep academy. You're bros. You're show yeah. you're, you're showing up once every like six episodes. You're you're there. Uh, you're you're probably the guy that just like decides to buy beer, and like. Like you're getting it right. and it's just like they have that hard episode where like maybe you like you're just like we can drink and drive and Will makes you not do that. Like that's that's kind right. of like your episode angle. Yes, exactly. We have that moment where I go like, <laughs> Look, man, it doesn't matter. He goes, You don't know what it doesn't mean to not matter. Sure. Like you didn't come from Philadelphia. You're giving yeah, up everything. Yeah. Like he has that moment. It's a yeah. dark episode. Dark episode. I like yeah, it. Yeah. All right, right. Uh my number three, I am going to go with um I'll keep it on the soft tip. I'm gonna go married with children. I'll be a Bundy. Ooh, I'll be a this Bundy. Is my, I love this one. I'll be a Bundy. I love this one so much. Here's what I had this on my consolation bracket. Oh, you did? Okay. Here's what I'm gonna be a yeah. Bundy. I'm gonna be a Bundy because like, it's it's my world. Like, like, yeah. but it's just like I can do whatever the fuck I feel like. Like, Al's not gonna bust my fucking chops. He, I would prefer if I was just not around. So I get to do whatever I want to exactly. do. Like, obviously, can't get into his car, but if I just did my own thing, he doesn't give a shit. So it's like kind of that. What was the, what was the one kid that they brought in like toward the end? The little like toe head. Oh, you know what I mean? Shit. Like the little. Bu- There's yeah. a third kid. Remember that kid? No. 
Because you had you had Bud, and then you had Kelly. Kelly, yeah. And they had like a little, and they had a little kid. Uh, but yeah, you could have been like that kid, or or even the dog. You yeah, know, just <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the dog. Yeah, but you just like the dog. Kind of, he talks sometimes, right? You remember when they cut to him yeah. and just like. A funny story about, yeah. like, you know, Married with Children, like, the pitch was, the literal, like, working title was not the Cosby's. Because they were just, like, <laughs> they wanted to do the antithesis of what the Cosby's were. They were just, like, Cosby's is a real wholesome family. Like, what if we just did, like, a jerk-off, like, not, like, wholesome family? Right. And they, that's what they came up with. So, I love I love the Bundys. I spent many a, 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 an evening watching the Bundys. I never understood as a young pubescent boy sure. why Al not was one, so disgusted not with, with Peggy. Yeah. First off, Katie Seagal, Seagal, lovely. Yeah. Right? Spoken. Beautiful. Yeah, spoken. Spoken hot. Yeah. Um, what, what's the deal, Al? Come on, bro. Yeah, 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 again. <laughs> that's, uh, that's where I think they, like, they were doing that. Like, you didn't see that shit. And the shit was just like, I don't want to bake right. my wife. And I don't, I thought it was like, like hilarious. But also like, do you, that show's kind of unwatchable now. Like, have you, Is it? have you tried to watch it? Like to. now I think you watch it. It was just like, I don't, the, anything that's kind of like laugh track ish is hard to watch, but it's just like, yeah. it's, it seems like it was built for 12 year olds, which makes right. me wonder if like, you know, our family's generation that were watching it was just like, that was humorous and maybe because it was like you didn't see it like it's like i'm I'm pretty sure the simpsons came first but it was kind of that like anti like that's like it ushered in like the night court and all that shit like just kind of just like (laughs) raunchy and and raunchy now doesn't even compare but it's like it's just like not not humorous yeah it's funny that you mentioned night court because i did actually catch like a tail end of night court on like just regular broadcast TV. And I was like, God, this was like, I remember this was like a show that people watched and I yeah. don't understand <laughs> why they watch this show. It is, it is tough. I think it is one of those things where it's like, you just didn't have any competition on TV. You got four stations. Yeah, exactly. Here's what it is. This yeah. is the best there, of the it, best. Yeah. It, it ain't Netflix. Like you're watching, like there's four right. options. Like one is all like all night news. One is like fucking night court and like what right. is like the home shopping network like and that was it and i just want to real quickly i just want to put out a, a personal thank you sure. to christina applegate right. who made me a man i yeah. just want to thank you right. for that i know she's a nomabber all right it's not the, it's not look i i first off she's a fantastic actress and lovely and i thank you for everything you will always have a special place in my heart wherever you go. I will always watch what you do. So, am I laying on a little too thick there? No, 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 brother. No, I'm, I mean, you hit it perfectly. You were respecting the work she did. Like, you were like, exactly. That was like, I, it was the first super hot chick on TV that I'm sure we saw. Did you watch? Uh, so, what was oh, your. Oh, she was, she was hot? I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Well, we, okay. So, like, <laughs> now we're going to balance it out. She was hot. Uh, so now we have to say a hot guy from the late eighties. Jefferson, Jefferson Darcy. Jefferson Darcy. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Ted right. McGinley. What a stud. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna score it real fast. That is uh we're gonna set it to uh mine was nineteen eighties, yours was nineteen. All right, we're gonna put you plus two 
going to the second round. Oh, okay. Plus two. Plus two. Tight one. Okay. Plus two. I'm going to go with – I mentioned them. I I actually dropped their name earlier thinking about growing pains. I'm going with family ties. Mm. Oh, don't don't uh, don't even give I don't, that. Judging. I don't know that. Uh, I don't know that show. First off, because you're you're young. It was in from 1982 to 89. Yes. Um, you have Elise and Stephen Keaton gave birth to Alex Mallory. Jennifer Keaton. They also had a little young son, Andy. And we also talked about boners to bone and growing pains. This we is did, obviously yes. a common thing. They had Skippy. Skippy was their, their neighborhood friend that came over. Skippy. How I fit in this family is I'm Alex P. Keaton's twin brother. That's who I am in this whole thing because... Wait, are you are you most awesome P. Keaton? Most awesome <laughs> P. Keaton, yes. I was... Like on TV, like I looked at, I loved young Michael J. Fox on the Keatons and, and so much so that like for consecutive years in, I think fourth, fifth, I mean, third, fourth, fifth grade, I had like a sweater vest, like a red, white, and blue sweater vest in my school pictures with a little tie. I was a young little Reaganite just ready to go. And it was all because of Alex P. Keaton. And guess what? I was just like Alex P. Keaton where I was born to two hippie Woodstock parents, Elise and Stephen Keaton, Mr. Four Star, Mama Four Star. (laughs) free love in the 60s and young here comes young alex p keaton spitting out so that's how i fit in this family dude i love that's that's the most like coherent like cell i've heard you say like that makes sense to me that makes sense to me that makes sense that's a good one all right so i'm gonna do uh i have this is on the deeper dig but it is like more recent i'm gonna do braverman's like i'm gonna do parenthood i love that show is so fucking good i i imagine your wife is a fan if she's not like yeah. insane you should watch it with her like it's oh yes so fucking oh good. yes bravermans are excellent the family the family of families the families of families i so this is when we talked about like when you're young and then when you get older yeah. like in your 30s and they start so i think they're like 2010 ish 2011 to like 2016, 2015, 17, somewhere in there. Yeah. Parenthood, excellent. You've got first off, you've got Peter Krause, uh, Adam, right? He was the he was the main guy in it. Uh, Adam. Yeah. yeah. I mean, just Great. like Peter Krause is my fucking jam. He's my jam. And let's yeah, bring him to the jams. Let's also not forget. Okay, so best best uh, every best episode of the Bravermans. Zeke gives a speech about. The family mm-hmm. and what it means to be a braver man. Yeah. And when Zeke gets a little choked up, mm-hmm. ah, guess what? It gets a little d- dusty in the household too. <laughs> Zeke is Zeke. It. Zeke Braverman is my my fucker, my man. I forget. Cosby's I, good. I forget that you like you watch this thing. Yeah. So I would be like, so I don't want to be redundant. Like, I have, you know, like there's a like Dax Shepard like. He covers a little bit about probably what my role in that family would be. I like to be like right. I like to be a little bit of um, not married in the family, just like 
kind of like maybe maybe cousin that comes out just like kind of lost his way. Sure. And just like knocks on the door and he's just like, "What's up, Bravers man?" And they like they take me in. Like I just like. You try and find a job at the luncheonette somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like I I work my way up. I'm just like I get producing exactly. experience. I'll do. Uh, yeah, the parenthood is going to give me. That's uh, it's gonna be plus a thousand. I'm just gonna plus do a thousand. I'm gonna do a legit plus because I got you into it. I got you into it. I was already into it. I was already into it. First off, you can't take. You're not gonna take any bonus points off of uh, Julia cucking Joel mm, when, when she that's a good when point. she lost her job. Well, like, uh, like that's that's what happened in the end. Like, were you pro Julia or were you pro like uh, her husband? Joel. What the fuck's her husband's name? Joel. Yeah. Joel, yeah. I, I, I felt bad for Joel because Joel, Joel spent all of his – he gave up a, a wonderful contracting career to, to raise the family while she was a high-powered lawyer. Then she didn't want to do it anymore and uh, all of a sudden you know, gets caught up by the, uh, the other single dad in the, in the PTA. Come on, Julia. Have a little fortitude. Yeah, chubby Joel. I this yeah he yeah yeah I get God we got maybe can we date night like a couple episodes of Parenthood would that be insane I, I don't know we'll put it on the oh. table we'll we'll figure it out oh, it yeah. may be date night. yeah we'll and then and then you got the whole, you got like, the whole you got like, the whole Hattie the, the the daughter that goes off and just disappears yeah for like well, yeah, half a season we actually have inside information on an old league that we don't talk about person like yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah. The, i heard about that too you remember that yeah you're yeah we talked about that yeah uh yeah, yeah we could talk about it's, it i forget like so what's that scene like she walks into the office and freaks out on him and he's just like chill the fuck out like he's doing his contracting thing yeah, yeah. do you remember that like she walks in and she freaks out but she she's on like she makes a scene in front of like all his co-workers and he's like you can't fucking do this like this is my work Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of work. I kind of remember this. All right, we'll yeah, circle back. We'll circle back. But anyway, yeah. plus a okay. thousand seems very, very fair. Okay. I can I uh, Keaton's, Tom Hanks, Courtney Hawks, Gene Davis all passed through that show. Okay. Yeah. And a if if you want to get a cut, you want to you want to get into I got I can't let you get get away with this without you want to get into the, the family ties. It's called an episode. A, my name is Alex. The best episode, Tour de Force by Michael Keaton. Or Michael Wait, J. Fox. What happens? Does, does he have like a drinking problem or something? No, his, his good friend Greg dies. And it was a seminal moment for me in a car accident as a young, most awesome, watching TV. I learned a lot about life. But not to mention like Michael, P, Michael J. Fox. Uh, I keep mixing up the name. Uh, Michael J. Fox like literally legit like a great performance it's like uh going to see like a theater show uh the last half of that show they ran without they ran without commercials for dramatic effect 45 minutes for a half hour episode you just don't see that anymore yeah you don't all right all right i want all right i'll i'll watch it i'll watch it all right now you got me up against the rope ropes with that plus thousand here i i do i do brother like you like i know you're going for sentimental points and they do mean something so i'm going to call it yeah. as like i i'm at plus uh was it 997 yeah yeah 998 i don't want to you gave me just plus two on the last one uh, uh plus a thousand on the well, last yeah, one. I'll, I'll give so you, here's the I'll thing give you a third point. i'm 
Okay, oh, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So you really got 999 on that last one. So yeah. here's the thing. I was, I'm a little twisted because I thought for sure coming into this that you would have gone Brave Friends number one. I, I really thought. I know. I, I know. really thought I knew you. <laughs> oh, I, you, did you, were you seeing that? You saw the right in the wall? Like I, I was trying to read my pod partner the Brandana so Tea well. Leaves. Okay, yeah. I was trying to read the Brandana, and then you, then you threw me for number two. My one is coming in hot, and I'll drop it on you right now because I'm – I'm in the driver's seat right now, trying to avoid the three P, and we want to hear your guys's like email us at mabsportspodcast at gmail dot com. We're going in. Uh, he's looking for a three P. I'm gonna drop what I'm thinking, and I know what to be right. I want to be a Bartlett. A Bartlett. Put, put me in the fucking West Wing. Make my father the president of the United States. <laughs> put me right there. Teach me, teach me how to be a responsible man, a great man. Because he was always, he's always like, he had to run the country, but he always had time for his family. And if he had a son, that was Brandon Bartlett. He would give time to Brandon Bartlett. See, this is this is the Q-tip that you're going on. Was was the family even was the family even a subplot of the show? I don't even remember. Uh, they had a family. There were yes, it was the the daughter was kid. Zoe was kidnapped. Oh, yeah. Okay. I didn't really. I, I didn't really watch the show all that much. Um, you haven't watched The West Wing? No, I know. It's just one of those things that has never, never gotten on my radar. You know, I'm gonna be honest. Like it's it. It doesn't look like it should be up my radar. Like it is a really good show. Like it's it's my top three. Like one thousand percent. Really? Top three. Top three. All time. Yeah, it's a really good show. It's a really good show. Look out. Ah, oh, so this is this is it was such critical. Acclaim. Yeah. What are you gonna say? Fucking Family Matters or something? You going to be Urkel's bro? What's going on? Family matters. Oh, look at you. <laughs> what do you want to be? Look at what, you, like, you, you. No, full, full, no. Full house. You want to be Uncle Joey? I'm, Uncle Joey. You're, you're the comedian. Uh, no, no you, did you say whoa? Like I didn't say blossom. I didn't say blossom. Minus fifty. Minus fifty. <laughs> minus fifty. Uh, yeah, but you did say blossom. That's right. No, I'm gonna go with the Arnolds. In Wonder Years, the Wonder Years. It's yours. You want it. You want it. You want it. You want it. It's yours. You want it. You got your first three feet. You want it. You want it. That's good. That's good. That's good. Talk me through it. Talk me through it. How do you not want to be part of that? Yeah, you're right. You're right. The summer of love. I had had a busy week. I overlooked that. You're right. You're absolutely fucking right. Every kid watching it growing up. Yeah. Kevin Arnold. You wanted to kiss Winnie He's Cooper? He's going through it like, as you go. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Butthead. Please. Like, yes, 100%. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So the Arnolds, you got to be a part of it. You got to be a part mm. of it. Quick quick time for some some consolation brackets because I, I I couldn't limit them all. I, I don't, well, don't want to leave them Absolutely all. not, but let's do it. Okay. Yes, because we are up against it. Friday Night Lights, the Taylors. Don't you want yeah. to be part of? Do you watch Friday Night Lights? I thought about that. Yeah, I, I did. I did. I loved it. Yeah, I want to. I want to be one of those. I want to be like. But also, like my problem with Friday Night Lights is like maybe I'm not starting quarterback and I let my dad down. <laughs> like, it's like a lot of pressure. And my my big thing was the constellation bracket, and we'll get through this sixty seconds. Is um, there was something weird like like really happy go lucky families depressed me. Like they depressed me. Like it was depressing. Oh really? Yeah, it was just like I like I, I didn't watch the Brady Bunch, but like even step by step is like they were like a little too happy and figuring it out. I'm just like, that's not what life looks like. 
but I'm white trash right. and I come from that. So I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's on me. Maybe that's on me. Maybe that's on me. Yeah. Yeah. No, my life was a sitcom. I don't know about you, Brandon. Straight down to the laugh track. All last, all last. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Uh, so then you won't like the Dumphies and the Pritchetts from Modern Family going back on the, <laughs> exactly. the album. Well, yeah, yeah, actually, I, go actually, I was going to challenge you because I thought you were going to bring up the Dumphries. Yeah. No, I, 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 I like them. And uh, did you ever watch Big Love on HBO, the Hendrickson's, oh the my polygamy show? Fuck, I was going to watch that because it was like, yes. I, I, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love I love Bill Hendrickson, man. So much time and so virile. <laughs> Just keeping three wives at bay. Like, come on, so bro. Many like, you, you don't have time for that and running a, a, a major Utah uh, supplier <laughs> store. All right, most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast coming at you as we always do. This has been episode 26, Ooh. and finally, most awesome, very much, Darren. Probably too long and should have it earlier. He got his 3 P. He hit it. Uh, bow, 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 bow. He followed it all up. Uh, so let's get in that fucking gambling corner. Let's talk about it. You want to, bro? Let's get him into the jams. We are finishing up our NFL futures. We started this like Jesus, brother. Like what? Like fucking four months ago. And we thought we were gonna run out of time, but we are up against it. Like literally up against it with the NFL season. We're finally getting to segment eight of eight, talking about NFL futures. We covered all of them, and our last one is the coveted. He's a Lions fan. I'm a Vikings fan. <laughs> NFC. North. Uh, he, okay. He's going to hit me Hit me with the numbers, bro. I'm going to hit you with the numbers. We've got uh, the Bears at six and a half wins. Sure. The Lions at seven and a half wins. The Packers at ten wins. And your beloved Minnesota Vikings, ten wins. Let's go, Vikes. Let's go, Vikes. All right, let's, let's go, uh, Vikes. Is there something you're dramatically off with? Because I'm pretty close uh, on all these. Off, of, off of Vegas's numbers? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going with the Lions. Sixteen and zero, baby. <laughs> Sixteen and zero. Well, I run the fucking table. <laughs> I the Let's go, Lions. Uh, Matt Patrick, uh, come on. How say you, Brandon? You don't tell me the Lions aren't going sixteen and zero. I got them at eight. So let's let's talk. Uh, we'll spend all our time. Okay. Let's, talk, let's 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 talk Bears Packers and get our teams exactly. Let's, let's put our teams. Through I agree. Yes. Okay. I got a uh, I got Bears at seven. I have Bears at seven too. I think they're a seven and nine team. Yeah. But I think like. Just because of the schedule, you've got cards, Tampa Bay. They start out Miami, super easy. Jets, they Bills. start out super easy, yeah. right? Yeah, even even that Seattle game, because I because I know you and I, you and I both agree that Seattle isn't what they once were. So I mean, could you could you see heading into the bye week uh, a Bears team that's three and one? Yep, uh, that's well, you got at Green Bay, dropping that Green Bay game. Yep, they they host Seattle. They go at the Cards and then Tampa Bay. You're exactly I mean, that's that's very doable. You're exactly right, brother. We see it eye to eye. I see like a quick start, like a three and one, and then like all the hype's gonna start about the like the Bears, but it's just like so the NFC North is playing the AFC East, which is probably like not probably. We said it, like the easiest division in football ever. But on that back half, like they don't get the good part of it. 
Uh, I, I get yeah. it. Like, being the they, Dolphins, they, like, they got Patriots. Like, I, it's just like, we're not going to, like, beat ourselves. They got to play the Lions yeah, twice. The last, they got to play the, the last, Vikings twice. They got to play the fucking Packers twice. And then it's like, it's not it's not easy pickings. So it's like, yeah, three and one. And then I get them winning, like, four games over the next, like, 12. And the, the last four, Rams, Packers, 49ers, Vikings. I mean, no, that's that's, that's like, going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be a tough, tough thing. But, yeah, I, I have them at seven and nine. Uh, at that six and a half games, I don't know. Do you stay away, Brandana? Do you stay away from that better? Stay you away. And, yeah, it's, 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 it's too close. Like, there's a little bit. Yeah, this is, uh, this is a little bit stay away. Like, I think we got them close. Yeah. It's like a flip coin. No reason to put the money there because you just basically get your money back if you just bet that last game. So let's go into uh, go. let's go in the Packers right now. I get them at nine. Where you get them at? I've got them at nine and seven or ten and six. So in Vegas, got them at what? Got, they've got them at ten. Okay. So you've got Vikings, Bears, Redskins, Bills. Because I think they could probably potentially split with the Vikings if they don't. I don't want. I know you don't want to hear it. No, you're right. But you're if they right. don't, they you know what I'm saying? Like you got. Vikings, Bears, Redskins, Bills, Lions, Dolphins, Seattle, Cards, Bears, Lions. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And that's best case scenario. Sitting right at that ten. So it you're is, pushing that bet. I see two kind of jackpot games like this this kind of October fifteenth, like Packers versus San Francisco. Like, that's a fascinating game to me. That's gonna be a good fucking right. game. If the 49ers are like it, worth their price of admission, this is gonna be an interesting game. Is it at? Is it at? I don't have the their schedule. Is it at San Francisco or is it at home? Uh, it's at Green Bay for the Packers. It's at Green Bay. Yeah, yeah. See, they tend to play uh, better at home. I think that they that's yeah. one of those, those fields that actually has a legit like home field advantage. Uh, yeah, but still, I mean, they, all that's got to shake out right, and I'm looking at. So let, that let, would be eleven wins, but it'd be too close to for comfort for me. Yeah, let me call. Let, let me get your take on this. So it's uh, at Lions, whatever. I have Green Bay winning that. So it's uh, I started this game like the 49ers game. They go into a bye. They come out of the bye. They go to the Rams. That's a tough win, and I don't have them winning it. Then they go right. to so they come out of the bye. They go to the Rams and they go to New England, which is not an easy win. Right, and then like the Dolphins a little bit to break, and then uh, then the Seahawks like I like it, it definitely I I I mean I have them going like uh, five and zero down the stretch like Cardinals Falcons Bears Jets Lions like if they they can finish the back half so it's just like if they can keep their confidence at around five hundred and then fire off like five wins. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you'd, you'd be right there. So, but you still have them at nine and seven. Nine and seven, yeah. Yeah, okay. Nine and seven. All right, let's get into what the fuck we want to talk about. All right, your Lions, brother. Where do you see your Lions? Uh, tr- truthfully, I've not watched any preseason game up until last night, watching them against Tampa Bay, which got rain delay, so it was a little weird. Um, yeah, I'm just worried that we're just going to be forever this middling, like, seven to eight win team. Yeah not really drafting anything that we need. And, and we didn't really – we still haven't defensively uh, – watching that first series against Tampa Bay with Ryan Fitzpatrick just 
them just getting run all over. It just did not make me feel very confident. So I have them at six and ten because probably that's my my Lions, uh, you know, haterade just yeah, just coming at glass half empty. You know, yeah. But uh, but I got wins at you know with the Jets, Miami, Seattle, Cards, Bills, and then I think so that's five games, and I think they've got you know two maybe division wins. You know, you take one from the uh, the Bears, uh, maybe one from the Packers. I just I find them playing every game tight and close, but just finding a way to lose. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I guess you guys sweeping the Bears. Uh, obviously, win against the Dolphins. You know, I I got you winning going in against the Cowboys. Really? Yeah, I I give you a W on that. I think the weird thing is just like if it. you get a little confidence, like I'm this. <laughs> I know nobody wants to watch it, but this December sixteenth, like at Buffalo Bills, is like that's a fucking. I, I'm always kind of interested in like an air raid team going in and playing like in fucking cold weather like right. in buffalo like that's kind of fascinating to me like is it kind See, of the, that's the it's thing fascinating is, to like to we're watch not, someone get like outside their comfort zone and if they can still pull it off because the the like what is that line like right now i would say on a neutral site like it would be uh like six and a half be six and a half detroit but at Buffalo Bills, like, that's going to be a lot tighter than it should be. Yeah, and I don't think – I think people are thinking that we're going to be an air raid team. I think we're going to – the Lions were. I think the Lions are going to – they made – they brought in uh, LeGarrette Blount. They have uh, the kid from Arkansas, uh, the center, who's going to play guard. They've got Ricky Wagner, Tyler – Taylor Decker, and um, – the kid from Green Bay, the, the other guard. So I think that they're going to have a little bit more beef up front. And I think Patrick is going to try and establish the run. Found the ball a little um, bit. Yeah, I think they're going to run the ball a little bit more aggressively. So um, I, I, uh, I, that's, what, that's what concerns me because I think we've just been in such this comfort zone of letting Stafford just kind of win us these ball games that we're going to have to try and rely on the, on the run game and – I just haven't seen it for such a long time, so it makes me concerned. So I had six wins. How many wins did you say? I a little higher, brother. I get uh Lions eight wins. Eight. I'll go Ooh, I'll go seven okay. I'll go seven and a half to keep it safe. But obviously like nothing go. to touch Vegas. All right, let's jump in the Vikings to close it out. Uh I get eleven. I'm a little bit of Homer. Uh I mean I'll talk through the wins, I think. And then I, I think they have they were really fuck fucking tough opener like that 49ers vikings game is gonna be like the game of the week like i like right. that fucking game uh i, I so i i have a man at 11 and 5 or, or 12 and 4 okay oh, um so i'm right there with you rams eagle saints pats yeah Ram, those are your tough games yeah Ram, uh and then i i think it's I, I think it's a good close like the the close of the season if we're a little bit behind trying to get that like division slot or home field advantage like i think uh a seattle dolphins lions bears is our last four games and i think that's you can sweep that you can sweep that yeah so you're taking that over you're i know you already pressed that over i did i did press it like <laughs> i think we're so close in this like i'm not if you're doing under overs and that's what this segment's about, like I'm not trusting the NFC North. Like it's just 
it's a good division. That's what I think weirdly happens when you get like good teams in a good division. Like it's kind of like the antithesis of the AFC East. Like these are all these are all good fucking teams. Like we got we got the Bears that are super fucking young. We got the Lions that like signed a huge contract with the quarterback. We got the like Packers that have Aaron Rodgers back. We have the Vikings who are like the odds on favorite to win the Super Bowl. Like I, it's just like is your money is not well spent betting future here. Stay away, stay away from all four. You disagree, brother? Uh, yes. I don't want to bet on the under on the Lions. So I'll stay away from all four. I can't. I don't. I just want to be like the the quintessential Lions fan right. who just shit talks the Lions at every pass, and then. When they sneak into the playoffs, be like, ah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, you, you would, you, but you wouldn't be shocked if the Lions won like nine games and they got like the second wild card. You wouldn't be shocked. I would not be shocked. Yeah. No, I would not. I'd be, I'd be disappointed because I'm like, what are we gonna do? Because we're not contending. Well, for this a Super is Bowl. this is a Brandana gambling corner. We got to take care of our listeners, so you're not. Going That's to right. Bet. That's true. We got to take care. That's of I'm not gonna bet it. Stay away. I, yes, we're gonna take care of them. Stay away. All right, uh, guys, that is. Dude, the most awesome. That was a lot of fun. We finished we it. We did that for fucking, like, what, three months? Four months? Ha- I know. Had we really prepared, we could have gone back and recapped all of our picks sure. and really gone over it. Sure. If, Maybe we can do that for next year. We got one more week of preseason. We can get that out for yeah. them. For, if for we the didn't people. have full-time jobs on the side of doing this podcast and make you guys all happy, right. yeah, we could do that. You know what? You can email us on <laughs> – break it down. Who gives a shit? Super fan. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, let's go into we're up against this motherfucker. And you can tell because I'm dropping motherfucker. And I usually do that late in the podcast. So we're dropping right now. We're going to do our MVP of the week and our 60-second tale from the front. Who's your MVP this week, bro? I'm going with uh, Barry Sanders. Going back to that Lions tip for the NFC North. Sure. Uh, but I'm actually going for his his uh, 1988 collegiate season where he won the Heisman and broke 34 NCAA records. We're, we're heading up on the 30th anniversary of his 1988 uh, record-setting career at Oklahoma State where he rushed for, in a single collegiate year, 2,850 yards, a record that will stand for potentially 30 more years. And scored 44 touchdowns. Like I said, he broke 34 records. I'm just going back to Barry. Barry, I love you. You're my MVP of the week, <laughs> sir. Do you remember like watching Barry like as a kid? Like it had to be right at the oh, prime yeah. time. Like you were like eight yes. or nine, and just like he was untackable. Like, like it, like the, the rules weren't even different. Like he just like you couldn't tackle him. It was insane. He w- it was un it was un fucking real. 15,000 career uh, yards, I think like uh, 11 straight 1,000-yard uh, rushing seasons, and then just decided to retire. I mean, the one thing – there, ESPN has a good article on him. The one thing that I found most enjoyable was that he just – who he was exactly who he was. Like, he did not deviate from what he wanted to do, how he wanted to do it. And not like a uh, like a like a like a, a, a touch by God athlete who would you would think like maybe would have um, you know just like oh I'm just gonna I, I the rules don't apply like 
here was a guy who literally did not want to participate in any of the Heisman uh like media stuff because he was like too busy wanting to go to the library and study you know what i mean he was like a college kid he liked working out he liked working hard one of his co- like his college teammates said like he probably never went to a club in stillwater because he just was playing football playing hoops and studying that's what he did so it's like i you know he just is who he was and i appreciate that Love it, brother. Love it. Uh, I'm giving my MVP this week to Serena Williams and Nike. Oh. I like uh, like the French Open came back and they were just like, you can't wear a cat suit. And Nike barked back and they were just like, well, you can take the superhero costume, but you can't take the superhero powers. And she was just like not Ooh. upset about it. Like I, 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 I think it was all handled like really fucking cool. And it's like my hat's off to her for – yeah, wearing whatever fuck you want to wear to like dominate tennis. Get it on. All right, let's go. Um, <laughs> Sixty second tale from the frat. We're talking a little bit fantasy stories. We're gonna co-host this thing. Uh, I had to have my fantasy draft one time. It's fantasy season. It's hot. Uh, I was on a plane one Look time. Look out, bros! It's fantasy season. <laughs> Look out, bros! I had most awesome finish up like a a fantasy draft for me like i had to hand it off to you in the rain that's right worst fantasy draft uh yeah i think worst worst fantasy draft was in a league that we shall not name where i was the commission of it and i accidentally clicked keepers which then meant instead of doing the snake order where it went you know 10th then got the 11th pick and then it went reversed it just went snake it just went regular order and then oh back to the top of the order again and uh, unbeknownst to me, and I was just a fledgling commish. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I said, "Just push on through. We're just going to push on through. Otherwise, it's going to be." Uh, would you? Would you? Uh, would you change? Would you change that in hindsight as a commish? Like, would you just like pause and like reset? What would you do? Why well, you couldn't reset? So the problem was, young, you know, that, you could start it over for those young commissions out there. Like, what would you advise for the young commissions over there? Yeah, I I don't know if you could. You probably could have reset the draft, but I didn't know what was causing it the issue. I had no idea. So to go back and fix it would have taken a lot of time, and I was worried about all the people that were on there. Hey, we're doing an online draft. We're not doing it in person. But, yes, I should have called an audible. I should have been like, Omaha, Omaha, mm. we need to get this figured out. Go the, call the audible route and uh, figure this out. Brings it back. This has been the most awesome brand in a sports podcast episode 26 coming in this was fucking dynamite bro we both been busy but like we just Shawful. pod reps pod reps pod, pod reps pod get reps. your pod holders people because we're bringing the pod reps so get, don't get your eardrums blown out them ready in uh, our new format like we're going to tell you we're going to i know the nfl football season is coming up we are going to be recording all your college football all your nfl football needs we're going to record that Sunday afternoon. We're going to edit it Sunday night. We're going to drop it Monday morning. Nothing's changing on ooh, our end. Ooh. It's going to be the first take of what you've seen happen over the weekend. I am Brandana. Sign yourself off, most awesome. Sit, Mabu. Sit. Good podcast. <laughs> <laughs>
Face, Style, Fame, she likes. Glamour, Runway, Style, Fame, She likes fashion.